You know, I love talking about Boyer's Coffee, and uh, I'm going to do so right now. One of the best things in life is variety, and that certainly applies to Boyer's Coffee as well. This month, all you have to do is head to boyerscoffee.com and order yourself some whole bean Irish cream coffee. Man, does that sound great or what? It's a sweet-flavored, creamy-tasting coffee that tastes just like it sounds. Every month, boyerscoffee.com features a new flavored coffee. But if you enjoy a more traditional cup of Java, then how about trying their lighter roast Denver blend, medium roast Aspen Gold, or dark roast Rocky Mountain Thunder. Boyerscoffee.com has so many different flavors available, both in bagged coffee and Keurig cups. But if you need that fix right now, and I really could use a cup of coffee right now, head to your local supermarket, Sam's Club or Walmart, and then pick up some today. Or for a real treat, stop by their coffee truck at 73rd and Washington and have one of their baristas make you a fresh latte or an Americano or mocha. Doesn't that sound great? Well, we guarantee it's great. Count on that. Boyer's Coffee, since 1965, roasting right in the heart of Colorado. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman back at it, number 116. We are uh, certainly happy that you have joined us. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We do. And I think we're just automatically in a better mood, don't you think? Since last week's podcast. And Since the, the time change over the weekend. Oh my God, has that been brutal? Do you know that today, and we, we, we taped this podcast on Monday, um, generally speaking, today is the day that men, most men in this country, suffer heart attacks. What do you, I what? saw that this morning. I'm like, wait, what? You mean Monday, what? The, date? the day after the time change. <laughs> because it throws off your whatever clock. I'm thinking, wow. So I'm trying to be careful today. So I'm not going to let you draw my ire. I'm not going to get engaged in any sort of, you know, really hardcore... Stuff that gets me upset. Do you want me to hold you? Well, how can you do that? You're in wherever you are. I know, but I feel bad. Like now, I just want to. No, listen. Coddle you? No, no, no. I don't need to be cuddled. I mean, I was just talking about. Um... I said cuddled. I did not say I wanted to oh, cuddle you, with no, you. Whatever you meant, cuddled. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think it, it's just a weird phenomena. So yeah. anyway, fellas, if you're listening out here and you happen to be listening on Monday, take care. Get a good walk in the morning. You know, just you know, Stay don't inside. eat, don't eat that hamburger. <laughs> don't do it. Forget the fries for a couple of days. You're good. Great point. Um, did you have a fabulous week in professional Broncos Russell Wilson terms? Just I know you know you yes. do that five days a week show, yes. and it must have been yes. a blast. Oh yeah, I mean it. Um, you know it's 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 getting everybody hope. I mean that I I don't know how to be more simplistic in how I view this. I mean, the Broncos, the last five years have not not been a good football team, and they've not had that guy at quarterback that could give you hope that you guys have a chance to win. With this guy, uh, it, they're not going to win seventeen games, right? They're not going to be seventeen and zero, but they have a chance to win every single time they play. You couldn't say that. You've not been able to say that about the Broncos since Peyton Manning left. So we have free agency to talk about. We've got the draft coming up, but we start hearing about expectations. Are the expectations already, are they realistic? The expectations I feel like are pretty freaking high. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and I think rightfully so. 
And to answer your question, I, yes, I think so. I mean, this team has to be a playoff team next year, and they've got to be a playoff team that that causes damage in the playoffs. Oh, okay. That that you know, it, it can't be. I mean, I I think with this move, I mean, they're not done making moves. I think George Payton, the GM of the Broncos, is going to be really aggressive in free agency. I keep hearing Chandler Jones, uh, that name we talked about it last week. I hear that could happen this week. There there are some glaring needs this team has that I think George Payton is going to address either in free agency or the draft. But that said, with the core group of guys that they have on offense right now, this should be a much better offensive team, a team that is capable of scoring a lot more points a team that is capable of utilizing uh, their already talent-laden offensive roster, figuring out how to best get the ball to guys, which I think the last couple of years um, they didn't do a good job of. So, yeah, I mean, I think the expectations are high, and I think they should be high. Let's talk about the relationship with Russell Wilson, who's a veteran quarterback, even though he's he's relatively young, and Nathaniel Hackett, who's a first-year head coach. Is it going to be more – I mean, how much input do you think Nathaniel Hackett's going to take from Russell Wilson where maybe an older coach may not do that? Like, could this really work for both? I, I think it has to be 100%. And I think I think if it's an older coach, it would have to be 100% as well. You don't, you don't make a trade for a guy like Russell Wilson and then bring him in and say, hey, by the way, here's, here's our playbook. Uh, go ahead and start, uh, you know, getting familiar with it. You don't do that. Um, what you do is you sit down with him over the course of five or six days, long hours in each and every day, and you ask him what he likes. You ask him, hey, t- let's talk about the concepts you had in Seattle. Uh, and, and, you know, he won't like all of what he had up there, but he will like some of it. And so what you do is you try to implement what he likes into what you're familiar with and then come up with a new playbook. It won't be the Packers playbook and it won't be entirely Russell Wilson's playbook with Seattle because let's be honest about it. One of the big reasons that Russell Wilson agreed to the trade was he was tired of how the offense was running in Seattle, but that doesn't mean he he didn't like some of it. So you, you tailor make your offense. If you're Nathaniel Hackett to what Wilson likes, what he's good at, um, what your belief is on a few things and uh, you come up with the book. I think one of the cool things about Nathaniel Hackett is that energy level and this enthusiasm. And I think the Broncos probably needed a bit of a culture change from what has been going on for the past few years. So I feel like we thought we, we would get that in Nathaniel Hackett, but now Russell Wilson comes in and he's a whole different animal on a quarterback side. I mean, I know he's got an entourage. He's married to a superstar. Like there's a whole thing to Russell Wilson. Is he responsible for the culture of within that locker room? Like, is he automatically the guy that's going to establish that? I'll tell you how I feel about that. I think even good coaches that I've been around, I, I, my, here, here's my experience. I chuckle a little bit when I hear coaches talking about changing the culture of a team or a franchise or a building or whatever. The the people that change the culture in the locker room, which then turns into be the building, which then turns 
into be the franchise are the players. Your job as a coach and a GM is to put as many character guys that are great players together in a locker room, and then those players change the culture of the team. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Russell Wilson in terms of him in the locker room, um, how he interacts with players. Uh, I thought it was it was really key. He's already reached out to a number of Broncos players. The offensive line, I thought offensive was Offensive line, he's reached out to receivers. He's reached out to running backs. I mean, that's what leaders do. And then conversely, you know, he will up the ante in the locker room. These guys, especially receivers, are going to look at this guy and say, okay, man, I mean, we, we got to be on point. We got to learn what he likes, learn what he expects. And, and there will be, and this is something they've missed the last couple of years, two, three years. There hasn't been a premium on catching the ball. It's, it's been really frustrating for me as the next wide receiver in the league to watch how many balls are on the ground with these guys. It would drive me crazy as a coach. So Russell Wilson can help that. And again, I'll, I'll get to know him a little bit and learn his personality. But the great quarterbacks, I think, and I played for a guy way back in the day, but in 1980 was the MVP of the league, right? Through for, yep, through for over 4,000 yards. And I, I've said this before, we were the first team in NFL history that had five receivers in the same year all catch 50 or more passes, which back then in the era of running the ball, that was a lot. But one thing about that dude, there was just a, there, there was an expectation level from him. And when the ball was in the air, you knew you better go get the damn, you better get it. You better get the damn ball. Because if you, if you didn't make a play, I can still in my mind see, you know, walking back to the huddle. And I'd like, I'd like to believe, I don't think it happened too many times, but you know, you, you have a ball that you should have caught. You come back to the huddle and I can still see the gaze, like the darts, just the eye contact. Like you knew, like, bro, you better, the next time you better catch this or you ain't going to see it for a while. Yeah. That's where this team, now you fast forward 40 years, that's where this, the Broncos receivers have to get to. There has to be an immense pride, which I have not seen in catching the ball. If the ball is in the air, you figuratively speaking, have to sell your soul to catch the ball. That's how important it has to be. And I haven't seen that. And so I'm interested to see if Russell Wilson, uh, and I believe he will, will raise whether it's the concentration level or the whatever, but they got to get better in that regard this year. Are you talking about a specific guy? Or are you talking about the whole Too many balls in on the ground. I'm, I'm talking about, I, and, and I'm probably harder on, I'm talking that, harder on receivers, but yeah. way too many balls on the ground, period. Right? I mean- you can't you can't be an efficient offense. Um, part of it is we we now live in an era that all they do is throw the ball, and so you might get I don't know twelve fourteen targets in a game. So if you drop two and you catch eleven, everybody's talking about what a great day you've had. You see, you got to be that you got to be able to look past that and battle past that comfort. That's a comfort zone. The receivers get in. Yeah, you know, yeah, I dropped two, but man, I, I caught 11 for 178 and a score. Yeah, okay, but you know what? To me, if I'm your receiver coach, that's great. What about these two? 
What about these two? Let's go back and analyze this. Why? Why? What? What are we doing here? What? What are you thinking? Do you take your eye off the ball? We've got to correct those two things more than feel comfortable and happy about the eleven that you caught. You know what's interesting is um, from the offensive side, there's really been there's been no quarterback to hold guys accountable or a guy that I've seen with that kind of personality, no wide receiver, nobody on the offensive line. Cause the offensive line was still trying to figure itself out. Right. So it's been like this. I don't know what I'm thinking of anchorless. Like, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I mean, I think back to after the Broncos beat Carolina in Super Bowl 50. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing, still doing the show back then. What I wasn't doing a podcast with you, but I was doing the, uh, the afternoon show and, to me, and I said it on the air, the single biggest issue I have moving forward, this was going into the next year. And that year they were 9-7. and seven. Uh, Gary Kubiak was the head coach. But I said the single biggest issue is the void in leadership. I mean, you've got DeMarcus Ware, who retired, and you got Peyton Manning, who retired. Manning was, without question, the leader on offense. And even though the defense was full of type A personalities and playmakers, I think DeMarcus, certainly for Vaughn, uh, and I think for others, DeMarcus was a leader or maybe the leader on defense. And both of them retired the same year. That's a tremendous void in leadership. And I don't care what kind of staff you have or you know who you are. You don't just snap your fingers and somebody else say, okay, well, then that's, that's going to be me next year. That's not how it works. We're going to talk about free agency and free agency throughout the league, especially Broncos free agency. But talking about leadership – are you surprised that Tom Brady came back? Can I just say? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I have not. Anybody who's ever heard me over the years, I've never been a Brady hater. I've always you admired like the guy. I think he's a hell of a player. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't one of the deflate gate people that said, oh, all they do is cheat. I just think he's he's been a great, great player. But when I saw that, news yesterday i'm like okay please please so what are you doing i mean what i to me why don't we do this why don't we take a time out and then i'll tell you exactly what i think about tom brady <laughs> breathe yeah, remember no. today don't don't have a heart attack no 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 i'm good i worked out hard today okay. yeah walked the dogs then did 40 minutes elliptical and man i'm, I'm good to go okay we'll talk about it next let me take this opportunity to talk to you about Molly Spirits. Man, I love that place. And it's March. You know that. You also know that it means St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner, March 17th to be exact. But you can celebrate all month with beer, wine, and spirits from Molly's. Now, if you're celebrating on St. Patty's Day, how about celebrating the day with a whiskey cocktail? All you have to do is head to mollys.com for unique cocktail recipes right there on their homepage. Or you can head to their boozy blog for some really fun ideas all year round. And here's something that's fun as well. Molly's Greenwood Village Store in the Arapahoe Marketplace is now hosting free tastings every Friday and Saturday afternoon. You'll love that. You get a chance to sample beers from Lone Tree Brewery, Jameson Whiskey, and Constellation Wines. Just go to Molly's Facebook page for the exact dates you can try all these great brands and many, many more. So if you're looking for just an, a great, exciting shopping experience, head to Molly Spirits for your beer, wine, and spirits. Whether you're looking for the classics or maybe you want a unique and fun twist, 
Believe me, Molly's has something for everybody. So head out to their Lakeside location, which is at 44th and Harlan, their Greenwood Village store, I-25 and Arapahoe, right there on the west side next to Sprouts, or their newest store, which is in Longmont at 700 Ken Pratt Boulevard. Molly Spirits, it's a land of adult beverage discovery. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They really do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. It's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code LOGAN, L-O-G-A-N, when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to Dave Logan Show. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. All right, we left you with you calming me down about Tom Brady. Here's what I thought when I heard the news yesterday. Okay. I'm not surprised because I thought he couched it uh, when he retired. I thought his... You know, the verbiage he used was intentional, and it, it left a crack in the door. Um, Plus, he didn't go out like it was an Adam Schefter thing. I felt like he wanted to go out on his own terms. I don't know how much that True. You think he came back just to, he could thumb our good friend Adam Schefter? Probably not. No. I think this. I think Tom Brady, there were a couple things in Tampa that I think Brady was not necessarily happy about. And I, I think one of these, um, I have pretty good reasoning to believe is true. I think Brady thought there was a chance he would come back with another team. I think one of those teams might have been San Francisco. I was told last night that one of those teams might have been Pittsburgh. I have no knowledge of the Pittsburgh situation. Trubisky Uh, just signed with Pittsburgh. Yep. 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 So whether it was Pittsburgh or San Francisco, I do think that Brady – had thought about playing football again outside of Tampa. And I think what it boiled down to was Tampa just wasn't going to have it. I mean, Bruce Arians was asked a couple of times about Brady and coming back uh, and playing with another team, and and Arians scoffed and said, yeah, well, sure, that'll be like five number ones. (laughs) So they just just weren't going to have it. So I think that it it makes sense, and – I'm not mad at him for coming back. I mean, he threw for 5,300 yards. Uh, he had a great year last year. They just lost in the playoffs. So it makes sense from a physical standpoint to come back. And I would say this. You play the game if you love the game. He obviously does. Play it as long as you can. Because when you're done, well, except for this time. But normally when you're done and retire and your career is over, you're done. You can't get it back. Did you hear that? And we'll talk about free agency in a second. Did you hear that just hours after somebody bought the ball for $500,000 for his final career touchdown pass. (laughs) I feel like there should be a refund policy and there's just not going to be. Well, first of all, if you can buy a football for $500,000, 
we're not going to worry one minute about a refund policy for that person. <laughs> okay. All right? We're just not. So now you have a ball that Tom Brady threw. And here's a little trivia. Who caught the ball? Ooh. Oh, God. It's Who Monday. caught the ball? Who caught the ball, Dave? Mike Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not going to worry about that. Although the value of that football certainly diminished. But you just have a ball that Tom Brady threw in a playoff loss to Mike Williams. Right, and it, there's a story there. So, right, if you have that much money to bet yeah. on football, then you have a. Yeah, that's fine. I don't know about you, but that I, I I don't have 500 grand lying around that I would be able to bid. I don't have 500 grand. Yes. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Okay. Uh, free agency. Negotiations with non-Broncos free agents begins today, Monday at 2 o'clock. Signing and trading period begins Wednesday at 2. There's already some action, obviously, that we've been hearing out about there. So George Payton comes out with an interview, and basically he does not sound like a desperate man, but he does sound like a man that wants to address some changes. Now, there's going to be drastically a lot less money than before the Russell Wilson, about $23.5 million, still something to... I guess, make an impact. We've talked about, first and foremost, right tackle and mm-hmm. edge rusher. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, I, I would think they'll look in both areas. Again, I, I, I've heard Chandler Jones. Other people have heard Chandler Jones. Tell me about Ch- Chandler Jones. Well, he's been, a, he's been a really productive guy. He's a unique pass rusher. Uh, New England to Arizona. He's made good money. But he's a big, lanky, long dude. Um, you know, there has been speculation that it'll be Vaughn Miller. And I've said before on the air, I, I do not see, I just don't see that happening. I really don't. I think Vaughn will be able to command more money than the Broncos are willing to spend. And maybe as important as that, I just don't see the Broncos looking at Vaughn as a good fit back in their locker room. I agree. I really I really don't. And, and explain that and a I little li- more. Well, I like Vaughn, but I, I don't think Vaughn ever would have been considered a DeMarcus Ware kind of leader. Vaughn had his own way of leading. And, um, you know, there is the issue that they asked him to take a bit of a haircut in his last year, and he said no. He would not do that. So, And that's his prerogative. I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm not going to bang on players for not, not uh, not giving back some of their money uh, because teams very rarely, you know, want to want to do anything to um, that'll help players in that regard either. But I just the, here's the thing: I just don't see with a brand new GM. Uh, I just don't see him bringing back a guy like Von Miller at this stage of Von's career. I totally agree. I think if you're going to make those big changes and have a quarterback that you expect. You have such high expectations. Let him do his thing. Not that Vaughn was going to challenge Russell Wilson, but you said he has a Russell Wilson. You said he had a he has a unique way, and it's it's kind of passive, or I don't know. But I feel like let Russell Wilson one hundred percent do his thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean that that's sort of what what I think will happen. I also have said I think they need a couple of dogs inside on the defensive line. Right, Shelby Harris went in the Russell Wilson deal. Shelby, you know, was a good player for sure and was priced right and a guy that gave good effort. You got to have if they're going to play as much nickel and dime as we think they're going to play this year, you better have some big ass people inside and I'm not down on Draymond Jones. I think that kid can play. He's a bit undersized at times and I don't know if you want him to play, you know, 50 snaps. 
Um, but you better have some guys that can hold up when you've got five and six defensive backs in the game. You better have some guys that can hold up up front and stop uh, with a light box, stop the running game a bit more than they did. That's, that's to me, I mean, I, again, and I've said this before in this podcast, I mean, the Broncos defense was, was okay last year. They kept teams from scoring a lot of points, but they didn't create turnovers, and they're, they're nowhere near what they have to be to be a championship-caliber team on defense. They're not. So, I mean, that, that is going to be an important part of what George Payton has to do with free agency and or uh, the draft. Okay, so obviously Seattle took the Broncos' number nine pick, but yep. when we're talking about the, the draft and free agency is it just best player available or do they go, okay, it is right tackle. Cause I didn't know this stat or it is a red rusher. Russell Wilson has been sacked more times in his first 10 years than any other quarterback since the NFL AFL merger in 1970. Yeah. I had no, I didn't know that. Well, part of that's on him. Yeah. For a hundred percent. Part of that's on him, right? He didn't get very good protection. He also, he, he holds the ball a long time. He's, he's a very, he's a big shot quarterback. Okay. So that, that'll be one of the things that um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett and the staff, I think, have to work on this guy and and help him get better. And if you're a great player in the league, even though you're a nine-time Pro Bowler and you've played ten years and you've had great success, been the two Super Bowls, won one, you still want to be coached. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping, and I would bet Russell Wilson wants to be coached and coached hard. And so you have to you have to tell him, listen, man, the ball's got to come out of your hand. Right, we'll we'll put you in positions where you you'll have guys to get the ball to and get rid of the ball. We don't want you sitting back here taking the shots that you've taken, you know, during the course of your career. So, and by him doing that and acknowledging that's an area that he can get better in, you automatically make your offensive line better. You also automatically help your offensive line if you can marry your run game with the play action game, which this team has not done a very good job of in my estimation the last few years, right? So if you're an outside zone team, you know, you, you're going to, you should be a good enough running team that teams, when they stop you have to bring safeties down. And once you get safeties down, then with splits, you can get receivers to the middle of the field behind those safeties because the safeties are coming down for the, the run game. These all, all these things are, are things that Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and offensive coordinator and you know coach uh, Kubiak and all the guys out there have to have to work at, at getting better at and I'm sure they will. We have spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about Drew Locke, no longer on the Broncos. But what do you think about the notion that the Broncos had to force Seattle to take Drew Locke in this deal. Do you think there's anything behind that? No. No. I think, listen, I, I've heard the same thing. I heard it, uh, I, I, and I've said this before in this podcast. I listen to other sports talk shows. There's guys that I'm big fans of. They don't work at the station I work at. There's guys that I listen to that I know they know their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have respect for them. Whether some some played in the league, some didn't. There's some really good sports talk people in Denver that didn't didn't play football. That said, I heard that. Uh, on the radio, uh, I won't even say when because that would give it away. <laughs> That's absolutely not true. That is that is one hundred percent not factual. That it's just not true. So to put that out there, 
you know, is either one of two things here. One, they're just making it up, which you can make stuff up all you want to. It doesn't make it true, right? Or they just got faulty information. So I'm going to, because I like the person that said it, I'm going to assume he got faulty information. Because if you just made it up, then you need to stop. I mean, you just need to stop. That's absolutely categorically a lie. How do you know that? I know, here's the deal. You can look at me, and I'm sitting back here in the sunlight here. Uh You can look at me, and I can look at you, and I can say 100% (laughs) I know that is not true. 100%. So that's just not true. So don't, man, just don't say it. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. Well, it doesn't really make any sense because I think every every coach thinks that they can make the difference with a younger player that has a skill set. I'm not saying I'm not saying Drew Locke's going to start for Seattle. Hell, I'm not even saying he's going to make the team. I don't know. I mean, Seattle's in the market. You hear Seattle's in the market for maybe Deshaun Watson. I mean, there there is it going to be Drew Locke or Geno Smith? I don't know. I mean, you know, Ooh, Pete, you're in Pete, Seattle, Pete Carroll's a pretty smart coach, and he he's getting up in years. You want to go to battle for 17 games? you know, with what you currently have at that position? I I would think not. But the last thing that I'll say about Drew, Drew has uh, enough talent, physical talent, to play in the league. Now, at at what level? I I don't know. But I, I, I judge him watching him in practice, watching him in tape, watching him in games. He's got enough talent to play in the league. At what level, or is he a starter or backup? That's honestly, that's going to depend a lot on him and where his mind is and how he approaches his craft and how much he processes stuff. It's going to depend on him. But it's not like, you know, you look at some guys and they're smart as hell and they can figure it out. And then you look at, look at them throw the ball, whatever. And you're like, oh man, I'm glad he's smart because he can't, he can't play. That's not Drew. Mm-hmm. He, but he's got to figure it out. Last question. How much is Khalil Mack going to the Chargers a game changer? His, um, his production has diminished the last uh, couple of years, but he's been hurt. So uh, I think with him going there and Bosa on the other side, it speaks to the importance of the Broncos getting the right tackle, somebody that they can um, they can really count on and that can stabilize things. I mean, Massey, who knows? If Bobby Massey will come back, I suspect he'll be able to command more money than the Broncos are willing to spend. But there's also ways to frustrate edge pass rushers, right? Balls out of their hand. I mean, guys like Joey Bosa uh, and and other great, great pass rushers, Khalil Mack, others, they get tired of like busting their ass around the corner and the ball's gone. Here they come again, great move. They beat the tackle inside, ball's gone. It gets frustrating for him. So you have to be able to, as a play designer and play caller, you've got to be able to take all those things into consideration. You know, what do we, you know, early in the game, the ball's got to come out of our hand. We got to run the ball or, you know, the ball's got to come out quickly. Or when we do decide to take a shot, we got to block that thing up to make sure we get two hats on him or, or whatever, whatever the plan is. So um, that's going to be a Nathaniel Hackett thing as well. Before we go, I just want, you know, sometimes I just throw out some useless information that I do think some people think is interesting. 
Like the headless. Had they had they told you basically? <laughs> have you ever been contacted that hey Julie, some of the useless information you throw <laughs> yes. out is really interesting? You yes, have? one of our listeners thought the fact was interesting about the the human heads. Nice, and he suggested a movie to watch about human heads. Nice. The Coors Brewery is open for the first time on for tours since the last two years. Have so you, you ever headed been there? Those? No, have you ever? I, was I have. I, I I went on one when I was in high school. Are you serious? Yes. Did they did they give you beer? Well, I don't remember drinking beer. Uh, were you with your parents or with your guy friends? Uh, you know what? What's the statute of limitations on these <laughs> things? I, I I remember this. We were in baseball. We were we were playing baseball. Uh-huh. We were seniors in high school, and my third baseman uh, went on one of those um, three trips. Tours. Yeah, and let's just say uh, was not up to par that day <laughs> at third base. Yeah. So yeah, but I have been. Good. I mean, good. Maybe we're getting back to a bit of normalcy. I think that's a good sign. We're getting back to a bit of normalcy. Yeah. Speaking of normalcy, I'll see you next week. 